Susie. You're looking real cute with your curly oh, locks. Oh, you know, I'm just trying over here. Do you make a choice like today's a curly day? It's more like a week. Oh. I make, is this going to be a curly hair week or a straight hair week? Because okay. I only really like do a wash, like deep clean once a week. <laughs> deep clean? Yeah. The rest of the day we're just kind of right. getting it wet. But if it's a straight hair week. Why do you get it no. wet? If you. I just like, I don't do, I don't get it wet. I just like don't put a shower cap okay. on. Yeah. The humidity of the shower kind of helps the curls, oh. like refreshes them. But if I wear it straight, mm-mm, that shower cap's going on. Okay. No humidity. Okay, got no it. No moisture. Um, this Enemy. is episode 326. <laughs> it, do you use that shower cap that you got me? Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, it's the best. Those things are great. All right. Well, you look wonderful. Oh, well, thanks. You do too. Welcome to the show, everyone. Yay. Uh, what do you want to talk about? Mm, I just learned something really cool. What is it? That researchers at this uh, like uh, artificial intelligence company called A. K-Q-A. They probably have a weird name to say it, like Aqua, something like right. that. I don't know how they pronounce it. Yeah. But they designed the first ever, well, AI uh, game, like a sport that was designed by artificial intelligence. Oh. Yes. The players are like robots? Well, the people are regular people, but the sport itself and the rules and everything was designed by artificial intelligence. So they looked at this, they created a program that analyzed 400 different sports like around the world crazy yeah and they like found the rules that would work best i don't even know how they did it and created a game where you have two teams of six players but one of the most exciting things about this game and why it caught my attention is the picture that i saw of people playing it were both male and female like they were teams with both genders. And I oh. think, remember how we talked about a long time ago about sports and how we need to start designing sports that cater to different yeah. abilities and it's yes. all just like male dominated because the, if That's you're bigger, faster. The games. So, yeah. Right. So this game, it doesn't matter. It do, it's, the rules are designed to where you can have teams of males and females and Either one will be just as good. Who's playing this game? Apparently, a ton of people because they already say that there are leagues forming around the world from Malta to Mozambique. And they have, <laughs> and it's called Speedgate. I was going to say, yeah, what's, what's the name? So, who named it? The AI robot? Good question. That I don't would be know. cool. That would be cool. Speedgate. So, do you know the premise? I of sure it? do. Okay. The object, I'll just read it since it's like, you know, any of those game rules are kind of confusing. So it says the object <laughs> of the game is for the teams to try to score points by getting the ball through their own goal posts on the playing field. However, a team can only score. If they are first able to get the ball through the posts in the center of the field, players in possession Mm. of the ball are not allowed to move, uh, but they are allowed to pass to other players as long as the ball is passed from below the waist, (laughs) which caters to if if you're shorter... You you're fine. You know it's not like a game where if you're shorter and everybody's throwing overhead, you you can't play. It really is designed so it's a really inclusive game. That's awesome. And I'm like, this sounds like so much fun. Yeah, it does sound fun. Yeah, and you can go on the, the like Speedgate has its own website and they're starting oh leagues. God. And it says it's so easy and simple and requires very little um, equipment that you can just get a gang of friends together and start playing in your own backyard. And you can check out the Speedgate website and they'll like tell you how to play. I like that it's. Good for low income folks too. Mm-hmm. Like it does, mm-hmm. you know how hockey and stuff are so expensive. Totally. Oh wow, this is so yeah. cool. 
Yeah, isn't that awesome? I thought that was really you cool. You are for sure going to join a league. Oh, like, probably. Like, I feel like you, sh- I can't believe you didn't already. I was really just bringing this up to recruit people to be <laughs> on Sarah's the team. coach. Yeah, I'm like, all right, team, let's go. I wonder yeah. how it's going to play out and if it'll become it's, an official thing. I think it will. It seems like it's, it's like the future of games. And it's been a long time since we've... We could a use new a new game. sport. We could. We yeah. could totally use a new sport. I feel like the dearth yeah. of new sports is what almost created reality TV's, oh, you know, competition yeah. genre. Yeah, that's what uh, one of those guys said. That it's like America's fifth national sport, the challenge. Right. Yeah. Who was that? That guy we don't like, Bill Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> we like him. Well, we like him now, but we didn't like him when he was Team Johnny. <laughs> we don't like that. Right. I was like, we don't Yes. Like okay. I like the sound yeah. of this. This is very encouraging. Yeah. And like, do you think that the robots, who was doing it? Scholars or, oh, you said it's a company. Yeah. It was a side project by a Portland based innovation agency. So if there is ever a time when I want to not cough, I should definitely not push record because <laughs> as soon as we push record, I get phlegm. I need to cough. I'm surprised it doesn't get vomit, vomity in here. Mm. Oh, that's funny. All right. I had to wet my whistle there. Yeah. Well, that's good. I like this story. Yeah. So I thought it would be kind of, that's like a kind of a cool new thing that maybe if you're like interested and, you know, you're like a sporty person or maybe even a not sporty person just wants to stand there and pass the ball from below your waist, sign up. Well, whether you're a sporty person or not, uh, we all need to eat. That is important if you're going to have energy to play this new game. (laughs) Yes. You have to fuel yourself with good food, and I recommend using uh, Green Chef, which... yes. I've been using that all this week. So yummy. Oh, my goodness. I had a Cuban chicken with black beans. Oh. Really good. So, in fact... I ate both servings. <laughs> That's so funny. That's the truth. You know what? what you're else? hungry. Yeah, you're, I was. You're working your brain. And was that... gone, so. <laughs> right. Green Chef lets you choose from a wide array of easy-to-follow lifestyles with select organic ingredients. They have expert chefs design flavorful recipes for your lifestyle that go way beyond ordinary substitutions. And it just makes cooking easy with dinner options working with your lifestyle, not the other way around. Thank goodness for that. And they have a deal for you guys for a total of $75 off. That's $25 off each of your first three boxes. Go to greenchef.us slash braincandy75. So again, that's $75 off. It's $25 off each of your first three boxes. Just go to greenchef.us slash braincandy75. And um, it's easy, so do it. I actually just ordered it for my mom because um, she's she won't eat. The woman yeah. is so weird. And so she'll be like, what? I had a latte. That You're like, count. lady, yes. you need to eat food, sustenance. <laughs> so hopefully that'll help her. Yeah. Um, speaking, though, of sports, I watched the documentary about the gymnastics scandal. <gasps> oh, my gosh. That was brutal. Yeah. It's on HBO. I think it's called like the heart of gold or something. Yeah. And I mean, obviously you know about the scandal and that their medical person Mm -hmm. was abusing them, but to hear them describe it and also how he got away with it Mm -hmm. is, um, it's really an indictment on us gymnastics as well as the sort of culture we create around money and sports Mm -hmm. and, and things to protect abusers. Yeah. And I, they brought up a really good point that I hadn't thought of, which is how 
it's a, the perfect storm for an abuser because yeah. gymnasts believe like no pain, no gain. They're trained to work through the pain and just can continue. Yeah. Even if you're in agony. Oh. And so they had mm-hmm. that mindset. And also he was a master manipulator, of course. Yeah. And he was sort of the good cop. So like the coaches would be mean to them oh, and, right. it's and he'd be in like, love. here's candy or right. like use my phone. Cause they're not allowed to use phones on the ranch when they're training. Oh my God. And he was the guy they yeah. turned to yeah. that developed trust. And also like their relationship with their bodies, like they're used oh to people God, touching yes. them and good moving point. their body parts to get the things right. Mm-hmm. And so he really exploited kind of like the system. Yeah. And what's crazy to me is that he would start it by doing it in front of their parents, which legitimized it. And made it look like this a medical yeah, yeah, yeah. treatment. He <gasps> called it a treatment. And they, the parents were sort of in the room. And so they might know that he was in that general area, but they would think that oh it was... Oh God, like, what was he doing? I need to... Well, ugh. ultimately he was... Trigger warning. Inserting him, his fingers inside of them um, and doing, I don't know if he just called it a treatment, but I guess stimulation or whatever. And he told them there was a trigger point in the vaginal canal that he needed to do to like help their injuries and stuff. And it sounds crazy, but if you're oh used God. to unconventional yeah. practices, then it well, wouldn't Well, if you're a weird. child and you're being told by somebody who looks like a doctor, acts like a doctor, is told, called a doctor by everybody else, you're going to think that, what do you know? Well, because he would start them when they were about six. Oh, and come on. Yeah. Yeah. And this is all, everything that you're saying is so... It's it, textbook, it, really. It's textbook mm-hmm. because they're... What they they play into the attachment circuitry, where the, those same things that a caregiver would do to make you—that's why I say like it's hidden in love, because they take advantage it, yeah. of that attachment circuitry that where it doesn't feel, and that's why we call it safe Grooming. and unsafe yeah. touch, because you can't even call it good and bad, yeah. because if, to them it it may even feel good. Yeah, it can feel ways. nice if they're good at what they yeah. do, you know? And that's, it's messed up, but and it's, it's very confusing. Very. And then they would go and they would, the few that could would go and say, this is making me uncomfortable. Like this doesn't seem like a medical thing. Mm-hmm. And then the coaches and stuff would threaten them yeah. and all that stuff. That's the really, I mean, all of it's so sad, mm-hmm. but you know, you take these like future Olympians or Olympians and you're like, Oh, would you like to not be on the team then? Yeah. And what are they going to do? Right. You've really like created this whole place where there's like environment where they're just stuck. It, the thing that confused me was they pr- didn't provide a lot of insight into how it progressed. Eventually when you watch the footage from the trial and you hear the women, <sighs> you know, testifying and they would say what ended up happening where he ended up like having an erection and like putting his wiener on their feet or whatever, oh, um, like what? different body parts oh, and stuff. God. And so you think, well, how did it go from this is a legitimate yeah. medical? I mean, that's some very strategic and manipulative grooming. Yeah. Yes, you're totally right. And so then you're in too deep and all that stuff. And he's uh, in jail, of course. He'll yes. die in jail. But yes. it's just there were hundreds of women. Oh, 
Well, that's that's the real shocker. You know, when I was doing these presentations on uh, sexual assault, um, when I went to the uh, military base in Hawaii, mm-hmm. one of the slides that um, I have is on like qualities of a perpetrator. Like, what are some characteristics? And of course, there's not a one size fits all. It's not like you know, but there are certain things that we know about them, and yeah. one is that they always underestimate almost always underestimate the number of victims they have. There was a study that was done where uh, researchers were interviewing men who had been uh, incarcerated and like arrested and, and then put in jail for um, you know sexual abuse and, and sexual assault. And at, when they were first interviewed, they admitted to oh my gosh, I, I want to get the numbers right. I think it was at first they admitted to like 54 victims between 15 of them. And then after they had ran the experiment and, and watched them and they it, really they, they watched the interactions and recorded the interactions between the sex offenders. And through that, it came to light that there were like over 900 victims that they had all about they had all said like 10 percent of the, the actual number of victims would say that it Minimum. was about 10 yes yeah and do you think that's because they don't think of the others as victims or oh that's a really good point maybe because i found that when i write to them they don't oh, think they hurt anybody that i didn't even take that into consideration so you're you were thinking like they're just like lying. Oh, let me get the. I'm gonna. I have the exact numbers here, and I have the study. It was um, a study done in 2007, and I was a little bit off. I was way off. That's right. It was speaking with 99 male sex offenders. The court record showed they had 136 victims between them. That's what the court record shows. But later during treatment, they eventually confessed to 959 between them. So it's still the same. Like wow. A, they're only reporting about 10% of the actual victims that they have. That's bonkers. And yeah, it's for bonkers. For every one they say, there are nine others that they... Wow. Mm-hmm. I just... It's hard to understand if you haven't experienced it, but I'm just glad he's in jail and that those women got some kind of closure yeah. and justice for themselves. And think about how this this new way that we're addressing sexual assault is going to stop these long-term offenders. Mm-hmm. You know, by teaching age-appropriate sexual health, really, and sexual abuse awareness mm-hmm. to kids, they will develop the language to recognize what safe and unsafe touching is. They'll mm-hmm. be able to say that it's wrong. We have to teach this to kids so that they can recognize when it's not okay. And talk about things like, you know, no touching under anywhere your bathing suit covers. Mm. And I think that when you have more kids who have this information and are able to speak out, which is so sad that we have to put it on, you know, the victims. Yeah. But it will stop those cycles. Mm -hmm. Because people will, you know, that's what happens is the education isn't there. Nobody talks about it. And then it just gets brushed under the rug for... Well, and thankfully, people like Oprah have been opening people's eyes about how it's not like in a dark alley and under the knife uh, threat of violence or whatever. In that way, often it's in your own home uh, with someone you love 
And that I think is surprising to a lot of people still. Yes. But we are making progress. So thank heavens for that. Yeah, they really, it really is. uh, Oh God. There are a lot of those myths out there. One thing that's not a myth is how great Poshmark is. Well, that's for sure. (laughs) Sarah. Yes. Sarah's been posting like all kinds of stuff. Yep. I always see on Twitter because yours like posts to Twitter then. And I'm like, oh, Sarah's poshing today. I'm poshing. Um, Poshmark is such a great app if you want to buy clothes that you like, but at a more reasonable price, you can buy gently used or even sometimes new items, often with tags. Um, from people who no longer need them or want them, and you can get a really great deal. Plus, you can list your own stuff, which we do. Yes. And you can make some money and then go buy more stuff. Love it. <laughs> it's my favorite thing. Or you can just cash out and take the cash. Yeah. It's really great and convenient and super fun because it's always fun to get a sale or to find yeah. a bargain. Or sometimes I'll find stuff at the store that I love that's like last season, but they don't have it in my size. And then I'll go on Poshmark and it'll be there. Yeah. I've had good luck Sold, finding like take it. things that I thought I missed out on. Yes, totally. Yeah. If you want to check it out, um, download the app or you can go on the website and be sure to use our referral code, which is also the name of Sarah's closet. It's I'm Sarah Rice. And if you do, you get $5 to, towards your first purchase. So yes. there's lots of things that are super cheap and you can get even more money with that $5 referral code, which is I'm Sarah Rice. So do that. Um Okay, we need to like keep it happier because that was a real. I know, but I know, but I just thought it was so important, and I wanted our listeners to maybe watch it too because I think it's very informative. And well, when you're done watching that, and you need something to get you in a better mood, you can just watch the Beyonce Homecoming (laughs) documentary slash show. Yes, because it's amazing and it's the best. And now I know what I'm going to be for Halloween. Done. (laughs) Which outfit are you going to wear? One of the backup dancers. Okay. Oh my gosh, my real. Dilemma or, or, or like problem is deciding whether I want to be pink or yellow. Yes. I mean, with the choice. little berets, mm-hmm. I mean, come on. And I even have a plan for, well, what if I get pregnant by Halloween? What yeah. if I'm big? Well, then I'll be one of the step dancers and I'll wear the pink jumpsuits that they nice. have. Whole thing planned out. Are you obsessed, would you say? Uh, obsessed. I mean, it's have, amazing. Have you watched it more than once? I well, I've only watched it once, but then I list, I've listened mm. to the soundtrack. I mean, that's my the thing. live taping I think the whole I time. I need to familiarize myself with the music before I get into that's the so good. the film. And it's it's just the film is the show, but then there are clips in between of her getting ready, her practicing. I mean, the, when she started rehearsing for the it's the Coachella performance. Which, oh my God, I mean, it's so good. I she love just this. burned the house down. Yeah. Woo! Um, her first day perform- or, uh, practicing was her first day back after having twins. Oh, right. And you see. How old what were the twins at that like time? That, oh my gosh. They couldn't have been that old. I mean, maybe like, I don't know, I couldn't even guess. But you see what she looks like when she first starts and then what she looks like. The perform during the performance, and I think it was about maybe like nine months, maybe a year that they worked on this. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, 
She is dedicated, and that woman works. So you it's know how, so like, good. when Beyonce was growing up, her parents were super involved in helping her prepare for her career and everything, mm-hmm. and her dad was, like, doing, like, the dance choreography in their backyard and stuff. <laughs> so cute. Do you think that that's a good approach? Because it really worked out for them. Yeah. Or do you think that it's too much too soon where it's mm. too hard on the kid to... I don't know. I mean, it seems like both her and Solange did a really good job. Just they still seem like they have some sense of normalcy. Like they're not... Yeah, they're not crazy people. You know, yeah, they're not crazy people. But like, do you think that's just because of who they are or yeah. do you think it's because of how they grew up where Ooh. they knew what you know, was maybe expected. a little bit of maybe a little bit of both i kind of think of like tiger wood's dad too yeah you know and the williams sisters yep right <sighs> right because their dad can't deny that they're all people of color and they all absolutely you know i hear from my friends i hear you know you hear this all the time that you got to work twice as hard to yeah. get half as far and these guys are working 10 times harder right and are getting far i just want to know how to spark that fire yeah in myself and also my mm. child where i want him to have that sense of like ambition yeah cuz that's cool man that would be an interesting one about like the parents of all these yeah people cuz they do seem like a type yeah but not in a bad look, way, right. not militant or anything. Yeah, and nobody's like, you know, I think with those kind of parents, they end up burning out by the time they're in their early 20s. Like mm-hmm. they can't even make it through the college sports or the, it's, it becomes too much. So somehow all those parents that we just said have created the balance where yeah. they're still able to, I don't know. I admire it. Yeah. It's amazing when it I really see it. Is. And you know what? Dads. Yeah. Maybe it's just like, oh, they're fucking involved for once. Okay. Not, I don't mean in the people of color community. Mm-hmm. I just mean in general. Yeah. like my dad Dads. was a dud. Right. You know? No, no, I didn't go to any, anything. Right. Like anytime I see a good dad, I'm like, huh, I wonder what that's like. Right. You know? Because it would truly maybe change yeah. you fundamentally. Totally. To have two caring <laughs> Why do we keep getting dark today? Oh, we didn't mean to. I thought I was coming in with a happy... uh, Um, Well, I did read a really cool article um, about motherhood, not fatherhood. And it was... You know when you notice something in the zeitgeist, but you don't consciously make... You're not aware of it. So this brought up something that I knew exactly what they were talking about, but I hadn't put the dots together myself. Okay. And that is the boom of the sort of white... Middle upper middle class woman referring to herself and her friends as mama, like uh, oh yeah, hey mama, yeah. like hot mama, yeah, and that whole thing of I always think of Tori Hall uh-huh. from the show because she to me represents that woman, <laughs> yeah, because I'm not like that, but I know she is where she's just like she has like inspirational quotes up and all that jazz, uh-huh. and um, you know, live, laugh, love, all that, and you know, she refers to her kids as kiddos uh-huh. and like if she, she used to call Brad hut the hubs and I hated it. I tell her this is not behind her back obviously, <laughs> but anyway, so she would always refer to herself as a mama and they always like, I don't know. You know do what's you know funny what is saying? I do, but I, I love because like <laughs> I think of, I have three friends that I do that with. Yeah. Well, you're Mariana. an upper middle class white woman. The three people who I do it with are not. <laughs> okay. Mariana. And Kelly. Yeah. 
and they're me. White. They present as white. I don't know what you're talking about. I know Mariana is Latina, yeah, but yes, she's straight from Mexico. I know she is. Yeah, and she's the one who started it, really. So, like, okay, you know, I'm not saying other cultures don't do it. In yeah. fact, the article pointed out that this was something very popular in the black community, mm-hmm. and then we kind of like fucking stole well, it. That's just like what we do with everything. Everything. Yeah, it's awful. But it was really interesting because they made some good points, which is that when a woman becomes a mom. It's, of course, part of her identity, but there's all these connotations about the word mom, mm-hmm. mom mm-hmm. jeans, mom hair, mm-hmm. everything's negative too. Yeah. And also mother's like old timey yeah. and yeah. antiquated. And so it was almost like they needed a new word to signify like, I'm still cool, mm-hmm. but I'm my vagina is just a little bit <laughs> wonky. And so mama became this word to mean that. And then they said, well, maybe because... Mama Bear, mm-hmm. you know, you're protected. Yeah, and, and that's that. my friend Kelly. She called it, like, it was Mama Bear, and she has a little bear tattoo on oh, her yeah. wrist for her son. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's cute. Like, I'm not um, disparaging it. Yeah. It's just that that's I not know my scene, yeah. like the mommy blogger world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so they pointed out accurately that men don't have to deal with this about the idea of being a dad. There isn't really Could you that. imagine if they all call each other daddy? Papa. <laughs> Papa bear. Hey, Papa. Yeah. They just don't because we recognize that that's just part of their life. Huh. It's uh-huh. not their identity. dad jeans, uh-huh. dad juice. Oh, except. Dad hair. Landon and I were out at the movies last night and he, he came out of the... Uh, you know, car and took like looked at himself up and down and was like, "Yeah, I'm dad in it tonight. Like, I got my dad shoes on, I got my dad hat on. Do I look like a dad right now or what?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, you are definitely an Orange County dad right now." <laughs> Travis Matthews shirt, baseball cap, <laughs> New Balance shoes because he like with his orthopedic insoles because he like has foot problems now. I would say though that that it, they're not intrinsically uh, a dig. Even mm, dad bod, mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. are like, "Yeah, man, I like a they're dad into bod." It. Yeah. So it's not that sort of negative mm-hmm. mom. It, definitely, right. So, and it pointed out how even things that have nothing to do with the fact that you're a mom become mommed. Like oh. when we say mom's night out, why? Right. Why are we saying that? Why aren't we just saying I'm going out with my girlfriends right. or whatever? That's a good point. And Maybe then, it like gives us, it, it, it gives them in some way permission to do it. I think that's Which it. Which bums me out. It does. Ugh. Like you have permission. It's like, well, guys night out, mom's night out. Yeah, guys. Yes, I know. Sarah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, why I said it. I know. I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Man. Right. So anyway, I'm going to put this in the newsletter because it was a really long article and there were so many good points mm-hmm. and I just felt like it really synthesized something that I knew existed but didn't really know yeah. much about. And, of course, the people of color using the term way before we did mm-hmm. is another important thing to mm-hmm. remember when you were using it. Did you see the um, Met Gala? Mm-hmm. And, oh, oh, yeah. What's her name? Lena. Yes. What's her last name? Lena something. Wait. Uh-huh. With the, the shirt. Mm-hmm. The suit. jacket. Yeah, the jacket that said... Uh, black drag queens invented camp. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I was yeah. glad she wore that. Yeah, and I didn't really know that that like term. Once I, or... No, I once I saw her jacket, I'm like, yeah, they did. Yeah, but right? I didn't think of it. All of it, like uh, even um, what do they call it? Like gay. Uh, there's like a tone that's a uh, like kind of like a way of speech, like a 
what am I trying to say? Affectation? Yeah, kind of like that, where it's really a lot of those like phrases that were popularized by black drag queens. Yeah. They totally invented that. Yeah. Black, Black women, and then, you know, it was like... yeah. Well, we've talked about that even with like the yes queen. Yes, language. that's totally it. Yes, yeah. that is it. That then yeah, we co op. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> we're like, we're going to take that. That's real cute. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, you can, but you sort of have to you acknowledge. Got it. Yeah, you have to acknowledge where it came from. Yeah. And, you know, and, um, like, when, and what I, well, before, the thing I don't like is when you do all that, but then you're prejudiced or have any kind of feelings against the group that created it. Yeah. Like you can't be out there. <laughs> Good point. That's what bugs me. That's you what can't I... be having it like using that affect mm-hmm. and then also mm-hmm. voting against the people who Yeah, that's like, why I said to my sister the other day, I'm like, it's not right that mom goes to a male hairdresser that's gay. Like oh, you can't do that. You can't say that they're sinning mm-hmm. and then be like, But do my hair. Right. See, that's what I'm saying. It's like, oh, you like that? Okay, well then vote in favor of these people, support these people, help Yeah, you can't help, reap the benefits. For goodness sakes. Uh, another benefit that you can reap is if you use Dave, which is an app, dave.com. And it's so cool because it's basically preventing you from doing, getting overdraft fees, right? Well, hello. Like I've, this I used to happen that. to me. Right. Me from too. age 16 to about 25. Yeah. Me longer maybe. <laughs> Cause I would be like, Oh, I got a cup of coffee. Really? Because it's $40. Right? <laughs> oh my God, I've done that before. And it's very hard to keep track. And then I knew that they like do it sneaky. Totally. 100%. Right. Yeah, they, they put do. the big purchase first. Yes. So you over. And <gasps> then every little one after that is That's like. That's totally true. Yeah, it <clears throat> is. They admit it actually. It's awful. But anyway, Dave, Dave.com is the number one budgeting app in America because it saves you from the overdraft fees that ruin your life and it tells you about your upcoming bills. So, and you can advance $75 from your next paycheck with no credit check and no interest if you're in a bind, which is great. Yeah. Um, you get the Dave app and for just $1 a month, it's $12 a year. Uh, which is why way less than an overdraft oh, fee. I was just going to say that. Right. So, you know, give a dollar a month, but then you don't have to deal with all the other crap. Mark Cuban is an investor. Oh, there he you knows go. what those overdrafts yeah. are like. And so you should give it a try. Go to dave.com slash brain candy. Really helps the show. If you let them know you heard it here, then download Dave and never pay another overdraft fee again. It's immediate savings. Go now, dave.com slash brain candy. Uh, it's spelled just like it sounds, D-A-V-E dot com slash brain candy. There you go. That's so funny because my, my friend who I think is probably the best at logistics and the most organized and the best in investment and all that happens to be named Dave. No. Yeah. <laughs> Did he make it? That, in my head, I was like, Did he? Wait a <laughs> My friend Dave would make something like this. Well, maybe he'll like to use it. Tell him. That's funny. He probably, uh, he probably already has it. Yeah, probably. Okay, so that was my mommy long read, and yeah. I will put that in That's the newsletter. That's interesting. It's like important to think about stuff like that. Yeah, it is. And it just I just am fascinated by human behavior. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting how you pick up on stuff like you, the word mama. You may use it, and you might not even realize it's a yeah. thing. Yeah. I love things. Things. And stuff. How do we feel about the word girl? For whom? Like, girl. Something, I like something, it. Something. Me too. I do prefer dude. You taught me that where I'm like, dude. 
I love that you say that now. Yeah. It's the best. It suits me and it's just great. Welcome to California. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Because it does feel so emphatic. Uh huh. Like, dude. 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 But maybe it's because I hear you doing it <laughs> when I do it. Yeah, but. Girl, because it's yeah. the start of a sentence, not how anywhere. I would never put the word dude anywhere else but the very beginning of a sentence. I kind of feel like it's an entire sentence. Yeah. Dude, dude period. period. Then the rest. And then the next sentence yes. comes. Uh-huh. I like that. Mm-hmm. Girl is fine, though. Yeah. You use that one? Sometimes, yeah. I like it. Do you it. feel like it's... Girl? I do. A lot. Okay. What? Do, do you I feel, feel like, like we're what? co-opting? Kind of a little bit. Okay. Yeah. I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. Um, did you hear about the Lego Braille bricks? No, but I love it. It's Go so on. cool. They finally made these Lego bricks that on top have Braille words and letters, and it helps teach um, blind folks to read. Wow. But they can build as well. And it's just such a cool... Man, that has to be activating some really cool stuff in your brain. Yeah, and I feel like I would love to Me have too. those. Like you could even maybe learn yourself some of the Man, that's really language. cool. Yeah, I thought so too. And I was just like, it's just like you say, you like some good news sometimes. Yeah. I'm like I said to Adam, Sarah's been really into like good news lately. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> She's maybe, always like whole good news kick. Because you're graduating, maybe you're feeling like optimistic. Super. And I'm that's like, totally oh, okay, it. I'll meet you where you are, but... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but that was some good news that I thought, Sarah's going to be really happy about this. I am happy about that. But oh. I didn't realize there was like a need for it. There but is. I suppose it's sort of like the blocks that little kids use with the letters. You know, oh, yes. English letters. Oh my gosh, absolutely. So it can be used in that way. Yes. Which is fun. And my mom swears that's why I have color graph my synesthesia. I believe that. Because of a block that. set. And, and people who have researched that, this, you know, synesthesia... Uh, there is a, the only time where they saw overlap where people had the same colors and numbers was a select group who were born in a certain time period who all had the same set of blocks growing up. That's awesome. Right. And that's the only correlation they can make. Like like their wires fired at that moment. Yeah. And, but do you think it's bad? No. You like it? Love it. I mean, the only time it's a problem is with basic math. <laughs> I no joke had to ask Siri what sixty minus twenty eight was the other day because the colors distract the you. The only thing that works and why I love I realize why I love the number twenty three so much is because two plus three is five, mm-hmm. and two is yellow, and three is blue in my mind, and five is green. And when you mix blue and yellow, they make green. And oh when you God. add two and three, it makes five. So it's like perfect in my mind. Two, three, and five like fit together, and it's so nice and lovely and pretty, and not con- like doesn't conflict. Like, yeah, the- everything doesn't conflict. But when I try to add like six and two, all hell breaks loose. All hell breaks. Why? Loose. What color are they? Two is yellow, yeah. and six is like a, a lavender color. But eight That's is orange. Hideous. And I hate the number eight. eight, is orange. And I hate the color orange. And now I know why I hated eight so much because I don't like orange. This sounds like I get anxiety just thinking about what you've been through. (laughs) Um, But you say you love it. I don't get that. I do because I can remember things so well. 
because I just remember what colors they are. And I remember like logs itself in okay, two different parts of my brain. Okay. So then when I think <laughs> about the Legos and learning language with Legos, you'd make some association and it would almost put that information in the length, like the maybe the language part of yes, your brain I get and that. Okay. in the part wherever your build that building stuff happens. So it's like learning in two different parts of the brain, I think does something to really solidify it. Yes. Okay. That's the word I, was thinking. I do think it's funny though, how you're like, it's great. Except for when I try to do basic <laughs> right, like the simplest math, <laughs> difficult, complicated, like those great. I can do the, the yeah. big, because then it's more abstract it's just a mess. thinking. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it all, none of it makes sense, but just simple, like, Ooh, no, I don't like it. I could never live anywhere where the house number like oh, Lord. didn't match. And mine's just one number. So yes. it's fine. Okay. Fine. That's no, no lucky conflict. for you. I know. And all of us. <laughs> yes. I want to show you these pictures. I've been saving this to oh, talk yay. about. You probably already know this, but maybe I yeah. sure as heck didn't. Okay. Somebody put out a tweet the other day. I just found out this is how they x-ray small children and I can't stop laughing. What? Wait till oh. you see. <laughs> So, so they must wait. What that looks awful. <laughs> they all are gonna have need trauma counseling as First adults. First of all, all of the doctors and nurses oh that listen, why have you not told this us about this? Seems like something you should have told us. So it's week this one. tube, Stop. a clear tube. What did you call the, it? Tube. This is what I, it reminds me of. <clears throat> you know when you go to the bank. And you're on the drive-up window, and you have to put your. There's this little cylinder that you put your money in, or whatever. It goes like, like in Willy up, Wonka. Like in what? That's what it looks like. Like exactly. Yeah, like they look like they're going to be sucked up yes. into something, and they have their arms above their head, and they're squished, and their fat faces. Yes, look hilarious. Hilarious. I mean, like look at this that. looks like if you left them in there. Oh my god, it's like so cute, but also they so weird. They're not in distress. No, they're not. So they seem to be okay. And there's a gap so that they can breathe, which well, allows god. their face to be, you know, open. But it's essentially like stuffing a human into a tube. Yes. And it's the best. Oh my gosh. So let's say the kid had a broken arm though. Yeah, you'd do it the other way. Oh my god, how what do you hold way? Him still? Oh, that's so maybe scary. it's this is maybe just for it's like gotta be for ab- internal stuff. Abdominal yeah. X rays. Yeah. Yes. Because it really you wouldn't need to do it for an arm. You can just right. you can lay it out on that table. <laughs> which is the worst. Have you ever you've never broken a bone, have you? No. Oh my god. What's the worst? The, getting an x-ray of a broken bone is Why? awful because you have to position. I mean, your bone is broken, okay? So, You're like, um. Right. So <laughs> it only wants to go in one direction, and that's the one that it's broken in. Like, don't move it. Mm-hmm. And when you get an x-ray, you they need a clear picture, so you have to position it in all these different angles. So you have to, like, rotate it, move it. It's excruciating. Terrible. And then for they real? make you, it, yes, for real. And they make you hold it in that spot while they like run around and press the button and run back, and you're just like dying. A lot I mean, of- at least all the times I've broken bones and gone through this, I, it's miserable. Tell me what it feels like to have a broken bone. Um, it's the most intense pain really quickly, where when I broke my foot, 
and that wasn't a clear break. That was like a splinter where it just broke into like 10 pieces. Mm, 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 mm. I got this wave that came over me of nausea. Oh my God. Like where I had to go to the bathroom and throw up. I vomit because it was like, oh Lord. And then I felt really lightheaded. That one, like I was going to pass out. That was like the worst. Um, But other times, I mean, of course it depends on how bad it is. I broke my uh, growth plate, my in my leg or foot and I walked around on it for two weeks mm. and yeah I really shouldn't have done that but that was mm. a mistake well that doesn't sound like it feels really good yeah so that one wasn't as bad what does but, feel yeah. good Sarah what? is when you have a really awesome orgasm oh yeah <laughs> that's like the opposite of everything we're saying <laughs> The Omax O-Shot is here to help. I just was talking about this before we started with Sarah. So you know those weird products that you put on, Mm -hmm. I guess you put on your privates and then they just are super hot or super cold? They're essentially the exact same as those lip plumpers that are like really just causing an allergic reaction (laughs) wherever you're putting it. Yeah, your body protests. It's like cinnamon or something like that. It's like poison. Yeah. Well, this is the opposite. They created... This O-Shot CBD arousal oil. I'm in. <laughs> Those I'm are sold. all of Sarah's favorite yes. things. Yep, I'm sold. She loves CBD. She loves arousing mm-hmm. herself and she loves O's. Yeah. Oh, come and on. Who doesn't? Instead of that weird hot or cold thing, they have this that has eight natural botanicals in it to cause sensory tingling and promote multiple physiological effects for, you know, increasing stimulation and circulation and arousal, lubrication, all that jazz. 100% edible in case you were wondering. Yes. And that's the thing. Like some of those other kind of grody to the max. (laughs) Oh, we've had this conversation in our... uh... Yeah, yeah, right. In the bedroom before. And it's like, no, thank you. That's not helpful. But this is great. And it's a base of organic liquefied coconut oil. Mm. So that helps lubrication. And then during when you're about to get busy, you just gently apply a little bit and then have some fun. Yeah. And it lasts about uh, 30 to 60 minutes for good times. Call Sarah. Um, (laughs) Whether you're single or looking to spice up your relationship with more satisfying sex, every woman can benefit from a more enjoyable orgasmic experience. Amen. Amen. Omax O-Shot comes to the rescue and provides heightened sexual sensations, which give you the instant and long-lasting satisfaction you've been looking for. And it's 100% safe and natural. Remember, go to omax.com health.com today and enter code brain candy to take advantage of the savings that's o-m-a-x health.com and enter code brain candy to get 20 percent off oshot and all their omax products site-wide comes to the rescue <laughs> good one. Oh my god i wish that i was clever enough to have come up with that um okay Let's move on now that we're talking Mm -hmm. about sex. Sarah's Mm -hmm. all wound up, probably. Yeah, probably. Definitely. Um, It's baby making time over at the Patterson residence. I feel like that's all we're talking about. I know, because it's all I'm thinking about now that school's over. Yeah. It feels like, oh, this is my new job. Yeah, you have a void in your life. Yeah, but I'm trying to have like a what-ifs approach to it. Well, yeah, that's you know, best. Like, I'm just going to use my bracelet so I know when mm-hmm. I'm fertile and everything. And then I'm not, I'm just going to like... Give it a go. Yeah. Yeah. Not do any, like, I'm just going to like but, do it. You know how people are like, as soon as we stopped yeah. trying, it came. I saw an Onion article one time that was like, 
<laughs> couple quits trying and still doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. Because it does, uh, it's so frequently said, yeah. but the reason is because it's actually true. Yeah, because it's stress. Mm-hmm. Stress is the, you know, yeah. numero uno. So no wonder, I, I mean, come on, I've been stressed for like the past three years. Yeah, right. So now I'm done being stressed. Yeah, chill out. Super chill. Use your own max. Yes. And then let let whatever will be, will be. Yeah. Oh my God. What if you have triplets or something? Oh my God. That would be awesome. I'll have to defriend you. <laughs> I'm still give you one. Oh my God. Can you even imagine that Three nightmare? would be... Three... Ugh, that's there. scary. Two? I'm into it. But yeah. I can see the benefits I could definitely two. handle two. I know I could. But three... It's a bit, bit much. I don't know. I, it, n- more babies than I have boobs is... Yeah, just, you'd be outnumbered also, yeah. like parents to kid ratio. Yeah, you can't go <gasps> zone defense right off the bat. You got to like play man to man a little bit first. Oh, like it, it upsets me just thinking. That. <laughs> Susie's lost I, all track of thought, the, the whole train of thought. I went to uh, breakfast this morning with somebody who has a three month old, and I was kind of just joking about how kids are the worst. And he was like, I never wanted kids and now I want a million. <gasps> oh. And I was like, really? You must've got a good one. And he goes, no, I got a night nanny. They have a night nurse. Nice. So good. Move. then you can sleep. Yeah. I and might, it's I not, get one of those. Oh my God. Yeah. Like I will keep shopping at forever 21 and get myself a night nurse. <laughs> That's my yeah. Plan. Just pinch pennies elsewhere. Yeah. I'll, I'll just like stop buying lattes. Right. <laughs> like it's key. Right. I mean, to me, I think people that didn't have something like that mm-hmm. would look down on it, but really it's just jealousy. Yeah. And also I, I don't have a family member yeah. that could do any sort of helping no, we didn't in the either. department of Mm-mm. like babysitting or watching or anything, yeah. even it's offering any sort there. of assistance. Yeah. We're doing this thing solo. So we got to create our own little network of mm-hmm. helpers. And that's what you got to do. You got to like make a tribe. Yeah. You're, you're helping the economy yeah. when you give someone you're a job. welcome. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was just talking to a friend who we were talking about, you know, pregnancy and having babies and things like that. And she had a really, really difficult pregnancy, like sick, just like me. And yeah. like, Ooh, the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, would you like, are you, are you, would you even ever think about having another one? And I was convinced she would give me the answer of like, no, I'm good. One and done. She said, I would go through all that again. And he- knowing who she is and hearing her say that, I was like, Okay, I got this. I can do this. Okay, I can get through it because I've been scared. Like, I don't want to, you know, we've talked about this. Mm-hmm. But so, but after hearing her say that, I was like, okay. It's it, like, worse that re- you experienced it and yeah. then you didn't get the reward. Yeah. Because then you just think, I'm okay. about to go to hell. I'm going right. to be tortured. Yeah. But you don't right. have, you didn't have that thing afterwards. The, the joy and all that. Stuff. Yeah, it's the opposite. So yeah, yeah. So I'm 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 gonna like I got my new, you know, mindset. Mindset. Thank you. I saw that you know Alec Baldwin's wife, Hilaria Baldwin. Mm-hmm. She they have four kids already, and she just had a miscarriage, mm-hmm. and she was very open about it and sort of described it. And she was talking about what you talked about, where you're you're newly pregnant, but your body was uh, preparing for and changed as a result. And so afterwards, after the miscarriage, you have to deal with all that 
kind of like a post-baby body type yeah. of situation, yeah. but you don't have a baby, right? Which is terrible. I still feel like I'm, I'm, I, I don't have the mind-body connection like I used to as much. Like I have to work. Like you to disassociate. Get it. Yeah. Like it felt like my body betrayed me. So there's like a disconnect, and I feel like I haven't been as excited about working out and like that you know, makes sense eating healthy and doing that which i should be and so now that i'm out of school i'm going to focus this is like summer of fitness for me yeah you have to be like intentional about- yes it is totally going to be like soul searching summer that's nice yes you're gonna There's go on hikes? so much sage you don't even know <laughs> Sarah's getting at her cauldron. Yep. Sage, <laughs> Palo Santo. It's getting, What's Palo Santo? It's like a wood that clear, it's very cleansing and you've probably seen it. There are these little sticks. Yeah. And it smells amazing. And just like just like sage cleanses the air and Is that true? Stuff. What does that even mean? I cleanses the air. I believe it. I think you know, there's like have you ever walked into a room where you're like, there's a heaviness in here? Oh yeah, that's what it is. But you, you're telling me burning that will totally lighten it. Yeah. Hey, whatever works. Yeah, I believe it. There's one room at our clinic that feels like that, and all of us are like, we Ooh. just need to come in on a Sunday and burn some sage in there. Like we all talk about this one room. We're like, eh, I don't want it. Don't want that room. Is it just the architectural components, or people is it an energy? Said, people have said both. That okay. that happens to be one room where there is no light. There's no natural light. It's the worst. So that could it's be a dungeon. It. Yeah, it's a dungeon. Yeah. And it's a small room and it's, you know, but individual therapy for the last however many years, there's gotta be some stuff in that room. Just some like heaviness. Yeah. And every now and then you gotta clear it out. You just gotta like open the windows and when I was little, my grandparents bought the house next to ours and my mom had known the previous owners and the girl had killed herself oh. in there. And oh so she God. did like the equivalent, but the Christian way, yeah. you know, where she prayed over each room. And, yeah. But it's really the same, it's the same thing. thing. Yeah. All we're doing is we're setting a new intention yeah. for this to be a place of positivity. Yeah. And you have to, it's... Yeah, you got to bring in the light, baby. It's all the same stuff. It tu- it truly is. And That's fun great. for me. You do your yours. I'll do the... It's Everything. I'll say. Yeah. And it's effective yeah. if it is helpful to you. Yes. I'm all for it. Amen. Uh, let's talk about our favorite subject in the whole wide world. <laughs> uh, does it start with a W and end with Ein? <laughs> yeah. Is it wine? It is. <laughs> Woo! Cheers, cheers, cheers. I mean, this sounded too good to be true. Right. So Sarah and I were skeptical. I, super skeptical. Because like, you already take my favorite thing <clears throat> and then you're like, but wait, there's more. Right. Like, it gets better. So this is a wine that we're drinking right now called Fit Vine. And their t- tagline is, we crush grapes, you crush life. And the, the premise was that you can combine your love for fitness and wellness and your love of wine to create, they created a guilt-free wine that you can enjoy without sacrificing tomorrow's workout. It's about time. Well, that's They true. already did it for beer. Oh, good point. You know, they got light, everything, low calorie, whatever. Michelob Ultra, yes. all those things. Give me this in wine. Yes. So Thank f- you, Fit Wine. Fit, fit Vine. vine. Oh, that's fun to say. Fit Vine decided to do this with wine, and we were like, okay, it's going to taste like hot garbage. Right. Totally. We're like, okay, I'll keep my I mean, expectations we'll still drink low. It. I'm totally going to drink it, <laughs> but whatevs. But then we just poured it. I mean. It's really nice. I'm so impressed. 
I would not even know that this was a wine that was any different than any other wine, which is like exactly what I would want in a wine. It's just a nice, delicious beer. Yes. I it doesn't taste any different than regular wine. Delicious, satisfying, and zero headache in the morning. Okay. This is a dream come true. Sounds also like a dangerous. challenge. <laughs> right. We'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, okay. This is the deal. It contains way less sugar. Almost none, we like, noticed. almost none. I can't even believe it. Fewer sulfites, no flavor additives, great taste, lab tested for pesticides, mold, <gasps> arsenic, glyphosate. Those are all the things that do give you headaches. Right. It's not. Some people think it's the sulfites. Nope. There's more sulfites in a glass of apple juice it's and broccoli. It's all the too. other crap. And this takes it out. Oh, I love this. Fit Vine Wine is available nationwide at Whole Foods. Oh. Albertsons, Total Wine, Kroger, and your local liquor store, or just visit fitvinewine.com and you'll receive 10% off your order when you use our code BRAINCANDY10. Shipping is free when you order a case or more. That's fitvinewine.com and receive 10% off your order and use promo code BRAINCANDY10. Oh my God, I'm ordering a case of this for the Patterson house. Because <laughs> look, I'm going to drink wine. Yeah. That's just a guarantee. That's how it works. So wouldn't it be great if I drank wine with less calories, less sugar, and no hangover? Yep. Yes, Sign please. All right. Done deal. Anyway, did you hear about that woman? No, you probably didn't. She didn't find out until she was 70 okay. that she was white. What? She's adopted into a black family. Uh-huh. And just believed. I mean, I saw a video. She looked like ambiguous. Yeah. So, you know, like ethnically ambiguous. Uh uh People cast a lot of that. Yeah, I was just going to say a commercial's dream. (laughs) Yeah, like Johanna, she told me that's what her thing is. Because you don't know what they are. Yep. And they they get a lot of jobs. And so, if you, and she just never, nobody ever talked about it. Nobody ever said anything. Oh, good. And then I guess she did maybe a, DNA. Oh yeah, yeah, thing? like a twenty-three me kind of thing. Yeah, and found out that she was in fact white, hmm. and so she still identifies as a black woman. Mm-hmm. But she really gets mad when you mention mention Rachel Dolezal. Oh, I'm sure because she's is like, like the opposite um, of that. Yes, it is. Where her identity was formed, believing well, she was. Yeah, and it seemed like the people around her confirmed that identity, mm-hmm. and you know. Like validated, validated it. it. Mm-hmm. That's what I was looking for. Whereas Rachel Dolezal did. That's not. It was the opposite. Yeah, and she says I didn't lie. I didn't know that I was right. white until I was seventy. Wow. I mean, I don't know what she would say now if someone said, "What are you?" Yeah. But well, it's the same. Okay, so the reason why people get angry, like people get angry at Rachel Dolezal for whatever reason they do, and and I'm sure it's different for different people. But the reason I have a problem with it mm-hmm. is because. I have a problem with somebody claiming to be uh, a member of a group but not have to deal with the negatives that come with that. Mm-hmm. She didn't know what it was yeah. like to walk down the sidewalk and have somebody spit in front of her or to be given those little looks that are, you know. But if somebody grew up and in a black family, in a black family they got, even if they were white, they got all of that. Oh, for sure. For sure. I think they she received would, the negatives that came along with. Yeah. Um, she probably could provide a lot of insight about yes. what it's like to walk around in the world. Yeah. In that situation. And then to find out mm-hmm. you weren't that, mm-hmm. but you got to experience wow, what that interesting. is like. Yeah. I mean, and she's 70, so it's not like she was 
I mean, the majority of her life was spent where race was a big issue, right? Mm-hmm. That would I mean, be really... Is, but it is interesting. Difficult. If oh, yeah. it's, And I'm sure that with the DNA testing boom, a lot of people are going to find out a lot of things, whether it's about their lineage and their parental... Yes. Um, what do you call that when someone is your... Like genetic, yeah, your biological, biological parent, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then lineage. Also, things like race, ethnicity. That maybe someone's Jewish and they didn't know, or vice versa. Yeah, that's weird. I don't want to know. No. Yeah, I I was just having this conversation with a friend the other day that I have this. Ugh, I don't know if it's a fear or just this like. I just feel like my that everybody was on the wrong side of history. Knowing my, I don't know. I what feel do you like, mean by that? I mean, I think about the stories that I do know about like the Rice family and there are a lot of stories about them um, and like Native Americans and I have a feeling that they were all a bunch of like murderers and, and oh they didn't God. live peacefully with them when the stories are like, you know, the How? Rice brothers were kidnapped by the Indians and in, like for real, this plaque exists in like um where is it, like Maine or Massachusetts or something. So you were fucking in America since yes, the my, freaking Mayflower. Yep, for real. Yeah. And that you can even check out I think it's called the Rice the Ricebrothers.com or something like that, where it has this whole story. And this is my family where four of them, four rice boys were kidnapped by Native Americans. And then the rice family and like the town they lived in sent out a search party and searched for these boys for like a year, finally found them. Probably there was murder involved somewhere. And two of the boys they took back with them and two of them decided to stay there and married uh, women who were Native American and became part of that culture. So you have Native American heritage? Well, not the part... I think that the ones who I am related to were the brothers that did not stay with oh, me. Oh, right. Okay. You know, but gotcha. Yeah. Some cool people in my family down the line <laughs> were like, peace out. I'm going over here. And one became like a shaman or something like that. for the Native- Yeah, for real. It's like all the history is in there. Like he became like a medicine man for the um, for that tribe and Sarah's, and Sarah's heritage is very different from mine's like, yeah, your grandpa owned a deli and then like went to jail for tax evasion or something. Sarah's like, well, half of them married native Americans and the other half, uh, created, what did you say? Did something amazing. Oh, no, I, I really think that that's, uh, that's, uh, it is like the, I'm like scared to look it up because I'm scared to find out that they're, they're just like, you know. The first white people who came, they probably gave everybody like smallpox Gonorrhea. and like that. It was probably my <laughs> family. And so like, I just like don't want to look it up because I'm like, I know yeah. who they were. Ugh, you're not going to tell me anything. We like, wouldn't be friends with them. Right. You know That's I mean? it. That's it. And then, yeah. you know, I was doing this whole paper for the end of my semester where we talk about, you know, our our theory and why we believe it and the things in our life that led up to it. And I didn't mention any of the males in my family in my paper when I turned it in last semester. That's interesting. And it was when they edited it, the my supervisor wrote, like, what about the males? So this You don't semester, hear that very you don't. much. <laughs> and so I went back and re and added that and I was like this the paragraph is essentially like all the males in my family were abusive. Mm. This one abused their wife. This one was a child molester. This one was a pedophile. So why on earth would I want to go down the rabbit hole of looking up my history when 
all the males that I know within two or three generations were awful men. That and is And my brothers so are the ones who are like changing things okay. and are wonderful men and are doing like great stuff. Breaking the and cycle. And are breaking the cycle as, you know, and I'm breaking the cycle of not marrying a guy like that. <laughs> right. But no, nobody else in my family did. Gosh. You know? That's bleak, Sarah. Yeah, it's Did really... you guys know that this was going to be a very special God, why episode? did we like make it so sad? <laughs> you know what's weird about you? I forget that you have tattoos and that it's like, not that you have them, but just like, it's a big thing. When someone has a tattoo sleeve, yeah. it's a thing. Yeah. I'm just, I'm bringing this up because I'm looking at it. Yeah. And I saw someone today who was like, that's a lot of ink. Like they yeah, were commenting you... on it and how... It's unusual, and I really just never think about it. But I think it's a very big thing about how people see you. Right, and I forget too. I bet you do. I totally do, especially since my personality doesn't really match That's the thing. with what you'd think somebody with a bunch of tattoos would have. I know, and I told him, I said, well, she said she wanted her outside as colorful as her inside. And he was like, well, that's nice, <laughs> but that's not what you would normally hear from someone with right. a sleeve. Right. It's not like, and then I want to see color everywhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Usually it's like yeah. kind of dark itself. Well, I mean, the real answer to that is because I didn't want to be labeled Sarah the weirdo, Sarah the fat girl, Sarah the whatever. So I was like, I know I'll be- Do you think that's common? I think, I I mean, to me it was an an identity thing. Mm -hmm. Who am I? You're I don't really know. I'm going to be Sarah with the tattoos because then, then that's what I was for a long time, and that was like what I. I owned. think maybe you still are to a lot of people, and that's <laughs> weird. <laughs> Probably to me. am. Yeah. And does that feel weird to you? Is there a no. dissonance there? Are you- Sometimes, like when I I went to the bank yesterday, and the teller was like, "Oh, I love your tattoos," and my response every time is, "Well, thank you. Luckily, I do too." And yeah. They always laugh when I say that. So how it's like a nice often do people comment on them? Every day? No, not really. That's not as surprising. much anymore. <laughs> Why? Because everyone... I think everyone has tattoos now. Oh, it's like not a big, not as big of a deal. I'm Older, shocked. And I've never had a client comment on them. I've never had anybody who's. I've never even had a client recognize me. It's something crazy that happens in the therapy room where there's everybody's so tuned into themselves and worried about how they're going to appear that I might as well. They forget my name. We can we're working together for months. They will. It's they don't. It, I'm just. That's weird. It's total. It happens, and I do the same thing when I I've had the same kind of experience. Okay, with but tell me if you agree with this. I was just thinking about how if I want to be recognized for some reason, like let's say I'm like on a date. I'm yeah. obviously not, but let's just say I was on a date and I wanted to impress the guy, yeah. and I would like hope maybe someone recognized me. I feel like I can make that happen. You can make somebody recognize you. Yeah. Oh, okay. And okay. come over. Yeah. I think normally I send out the vibe of like- Don't talk to me. We're not doing that. Uh-huh. But it, I, I don't know why. I just feel like when I want it to happen, it happens. Do you agree or do you think I'm crazy? <laughs> huh. You know, maybe I'd agree. I think you would too. I think I do because sometimes when when I- the. It's odd that more people come up and talk to me when I'm hanging out with friends. I think that it has to do with how you feel about yeah, yourself. I agree. And then you send out this vibe yeah. of whatever it is. Yep. And you know what? When I'm in a group of friends, I usually tend to be the more socially dominant one who's like, you know, 
whatever. Ebullient. Like, yes. Yeah. And then that personality is what attracts the people to come up and yeah, talk to me. Yeah, because then they're like, there she yeah. is and I want to say something. Disneyland with all my friends from school, I got stopped so much that day. Yeah. And all the girls at school were like, what the heck? Yeah. Who are you? <laughs> I think that you can put out like a vibe of magnetism yeah. that then brings people in. But mm. that's, you know, we've gone off the track of anything, brain or candy. Well, I This mean, is no. just like human. Yeah. Thing. Oh, but that's the same. True. I just, I don't know. It just struck me. Anyway. Hmm. What else? Anything hmm. before we go? You know, let me uh, think what else. Just reading something from the New England Historical Society over here. <laughs> As that, you do. That said on a hot day, August day in 1704, the Rice Boys were working with their fathers, <sighs> and suddenly a party of 10 Indians rushed from the woods nearby and seized five of the Rice Boys. My math was wrong. It's five of them were kidnapped, three decided to stay. I cannot believe this is online. Yeah, like, and they still they have a plaque like dedicated to this place in, yeah, the Thomas Rice Boys. Asher, Silas, Timothy, and Edmund, who is my the namesake of my grandfather. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So once I heard that story that sounded like a lot of like colonialism and I was like, <laughs> I don't <laughs> want to know. Right. We're definitely like, I don't want to go down that path. I'm just like, ugh. Sometimes you do have to bury the unsavory bits from your... And I'm working really hard to... Go beyond it. To to eat, eat what balance the scales, yeah. like as hard as I can. You know, oh, that's a lot of responsibility, though. You know, well, she'll do her best, I people. Will. All right, Godspeed. Well, don't forget to leave us five star review, yeah. subscribe, whoa. do things like that that make us happy. Susie loves when you. I go whoa. <laughs> don't don't get me started about that. I was in stitches like ten minutes ago when. We had a moment where I thought Sarah was going to let one out. Yep. She didn't. She held it in. All right, people. We'll see you next time. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Weave Podcast Network. Check out all of our shows, including the Brain Candy Podcast, I Don't Get It, Coffee Convos, and Let's Talk About It.